you could be the dopest rapper in the world, yeah. like looking the way you are right now. And a majority of people will be like, you're a white dude, you can't rap. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but you could be cold, you know what I'm saying? But if you come and you have like a certain demeanor to you, then it's like, I'm probably more prone to check you out. Like, okay, let me hear yeah. you know what I mean? So. I, I got love for the Yo, we're live. Live. <laughs> what up, Jay Mitch? What's happening? What's happening? Not much, man. I'm glad th that you're finally back here and we got the studio set up. For sure. And it's good to see you. It's been a few years. Likewise. It's been a minute. You as well. Yeah, for sure, bro. What have you been up to? What haven't we been up to, man? Uh, everything, bro. We made... Oh, when was the last time we saw, we saw each other? A couple years ago. It's, it's got to be. It's been a minute. Um, Probably uh, that, that cookout that we were at. I remember a lot of barbecue... Yeah, food. for sure. That was a while ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, so now we dove in, been doing, been doing the music thing pretty heavy. Uh, dropped an album. I don't know if you heard that, but no. Radio Drive, yeah. I was bragging about your Spotify to one of my buddies, and I saw like five, six songs, and he was like, oh, that one song has 100,000 streams. I'm like, yeah, and this song is dope <laughs> as fuck. It goes hard. <laughs> That's dope, bro. <laughs> yeah, so we, uh, that was Complexion. We did, Complexion came out in 2017, and then... We just started going crazy, me and my brother. We just started going nuts. So, uh, 2018, we were just collecting songs, like just find he'd find a beat, send it to me. I'd find a beat, send it to him. You like it? Yeah, you like it? I'll write to it. Yeah. And the beginning of 2019, I was talking to my boy Fuego Bentley, who's another artist. Shout out Fuego. Um, he's another artist out here in Phoenix. He's like, bro, you got enough songs. Like, you might as well just make an album. So we were looking at him, like, okay, yeah, like. There's enough, but we still need to add a little bit more or whatever. So 2019, we just started trying to f put the pieces of the puzzle together for the album. And then November 15th, Rainier Drive came out. In 24 hours, we did 1,000 streams. Damn. Like, no no promotion, bro. We didn't put a, a dollar behind any kind of marketing. Like, I was out with, I was out at FUD with my wife, and I'm looking at it, and it's like 998, 999, 900, like 1,000. It was crazy. Yeah. So... Are these just people who are naturally going to your Spotify page? Yeah, when we dropped the album, 100%. Damn. Yeah, 100%, bro. It was nuts. So then we had a release party. We did that. We did that before we dropped it. The release party was crazy. We did it at uh, the studio I was recording at at the time, and we packed that out. That was, I don't even know, man. It was a lot of fun in there, a lot of <laughs> drugs and alcohol and rotation. But yeah, that was fun, man. It was a blessing. And yeah, bro, that album has been really the thing that's been yeah trajecting everything for real so interesting yeah bro so when i first when you first came in this room before it was a studio yeah. before i had a podcast facts i literally was talking to you about like online marketing and stuff 100 percent. and uh what was interesting to me at the time it you told me a little bit of like your backstory with like the the air force was the air army. force was an army. army yeah so i know that about you but i'm also curious i don't i feel like i never asked you a lot about the rap Cause the rap was something you threw in at the very end yeah for sure which is what most people know you about yeah for sure no yeah so i have been rapping bro man i've been rapping since i probably wrote my first verse when i was like eight years old bro like so that was where i'm from in colorado i'm from the south side of a small city out there but just like any south side it's full of gangs and all that other stuff so we yeah. did i did what i had to do growing up you know what i mean but uh really it was the three things that you did where, I'm, where, I, where I grew up was like either you were really good at a sport, you gangbanged, or you did music. You know what I mean? So 
I was decent at sports. I wasn't crazy, but you know what I mean? So I dabbled in the other two and I found that rap. I was really good at rap, really, really good at rap. So mm. I started rapping for real, like taking it really seriously, like freshman year of high school. And me and three close friends of mine created a rap group called Block Stars. And that thing was crazy in my city. Like we had, this is MySpace days and we had 30,000, yeah. 40,000 streams, but it was oh, because wow. my boy would hack the system and he'd be like Michael Jackson's Thriller and it'd be our song. You know what I mean? And then they run up and some people would be like, this ain't, this is shit, what is this? And other people would be like, yo, this is crazy, who are they? Whatever. Yeah. So that's kind of how I built, at that time I was going by JL. So that's how I built like the JL kind of persona. So everybody back home already knew I rapped. But unfortunate events, I had to get out of Colorado, you know what I mean? And not unfortunate, fortunate events. It was the birth of my son, so I had to join the mm. army, right? So when I joined the army, I was like, I'm gonna just leave it alone. Like, was that not- a reaction to your son being born? Almost. He joined the military? Yeah. 100%, bro. Like, because I was broke, bro. I was mm. in the hood. I'm doing, you know what I'm saying, stuff I ain't supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? So I'm like, my girlfriend, who's my wife now, tells me, like, yo, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, well, I barely graduated high school. Like, I was never in class, ever. You know what I mean? So I don't can't go to college. That's not an option for me. So the only thing that made sense was the Army. You know what I mean? So yeah. And at that time, thank God, I wasn't a felon. So never got caught for nothing. So I was like, I'm getting out of here for something bad happens. So when I got out of there and I joined the military, I was like, I'm just put it down. Like I dabbled and dabbled. I had a studio in my closet when I was in El Paso, but it was just for like my close homies that knew like, I need a verse from you right yeah. now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So moving to Phoenix, it wasn't even in my intention to try to rap. I was like, I'm just going to ASU, traditional stuff. I'm just mm. trying to find a job and whatever the case, you know what I mean? But my brother who I grew up with forever was like one of my biggest, biggest fans. Like. Um, he got killed in 2017 in August. So mm-hmm. and, and he was telling me like prior before, you know what I'm saying, what happened to him was like, yo, you got to do this. Like it has to happen. There is no other, like this is what you're made to do. So I was like, yeah, yeah, like of course, bro. Like I'm a rap, of course. Like, you know, I'm, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. when he got killed, it just sparked it. Like, oh yeah, I'm going crazy. So Dang. that's when it really started to pick up. And Coach Roddy been there every step of the way. So like every decision, every like the times where I don't know, Bro, this is too much. It's overwhelming. He's been here the whole time. So it's like we just rocked out and then starting to see it slowly but surely. Like, I mean, this is a very condensed version of what's, you know what I'm saying, what's happened. But yeah, it's like even through now, it's like we're starting to see stuff that doors are opening. And you know what I'm saying? People are, we got people in Atlanta. My dog's actually going back to Atlanta at the end of this month, moving back over there because he has just everybody who you'd want to know is in Atlanta for him. So yeah. he's going back there. I'm getting connections here. It's like people that, it's like, yeah. Whoa, bro. You know what I mean? So it's a blessing, bro, for real. Do you feel like where you're at compared to the people you need to know um, or the people that would help you if you knew them? Do you think that's important? Like, do you like, for example, if you wanted to get into acting, do you have to go to Hollywood if you want to be successful in music? Is there like a space like that? Or do you think it's really just about the artists and the quality of what you put out? That's a really good question. Um, I'm, be- I'm, I'm, I'm on both sides because you could be, if we use basketball as an analogy, you can be a fire hooper, but if you never hooped in college, it don't matter. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We can we could debate that there's somebody out there right now that's better than LeBron James, and we'll never know because LeBron James took the necessary steps that he needed to to get in the league. Mm. So I think it's the same way with rap, bro. It's like, you there's so many artists out here. Like, we look at the artists, and this ain't no shade to nobody, but take it how you want, but you look at the artists that are big right now, and a lot of them are trash. Like, 90% of them are trash, bro. Yeah. They're not, like, people make music to get the club going. You know what I mean? People make yeah. music to, I'm not really listening to the words, I'm listening to the beat. So it's like the the people, the artists who take it seriously and take what they say, 
like literally, like I'm going to say how I feel and I'm going to bleed on the beat or whatever the case. If you don't have anybody that can co-sign for you, it's, it's a very, very long journey. It's a very, very, very long journey. Cause then you have to convince people that if you're not about, like if you want to go the J Cole route and J Cole doesn't really care about chains, he doesn't really care about flashiness and all that other stuff. He just is a, is a very, very talented artist, but you have to get to that spot to be J Cole. You know what I mean? Just like with Kendrick, you have to get to that spot. Kendrick, you barely see Kendrick on social media. Kendrick does whatever he wants to do. We know Kendrick gets down. Kendrick is hard, but it's like, you have to figure out a way to get to that spot to become that. Cause initially what do people want to see? You want to see a Lambo. You want to see a watch. You want to see a chain. You want to see 50 guys around me with guns or whatever, whatever is the quickest thing to draw my, like to draw your mind. So I think it's, to answer your question, bro, it's like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like it could help. Yeah. You know what I mean? But in the same breath, it's like, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. It just, I, it just, it's a fans, like fans, whoever they pick kind of win kind of game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And at the same time, I feel like you definitely do have to be putting out some good stuff. You have to have, well, you would think Gucci yeah. gang went <laughs> platinum, bro. And he said the same phrase like three minutes so i mean i don't know bro i just i really think like you have to like i have a buddy who's who's trying to get into music and he is the king of trying to be where the action is Mm. um whether he knows it or not yeah but he very rarely puts out music and when he does it's like he's afraid to even put it out there like he doesn't want people to know about it almost and so nobody hears these music that he's apparently making, but right. he's always in Cali. He's always here. He's always there. He's always going to places, right. you know. And I, and that's and that's because you look at these YouTubers like DDG, right? Like DDG blew up off of like pranks on YouTube and all that other stuff. DDG's like, yo, I'm gonna start rapping, and he immediately has five hundred thousand views on a song just mm-hmm. because he had the following. You know what I mean? So it's like it's not at this point. I think in 2020, it more depends on if people can relate to you and if people view you as. Who, like if however however you've polarized yourself, then it's like yeah. okay, whatever you do, I'm following. If I decide to make shirts or if I decide to make whatever, like we're gonna, you know what I mean. So I think that's that's really where yeah. we are now, opposed to just if you have raw talent. Because you look at a rapper and some some people like we talk about appearance a lot. Like if I see you look like like you have to look like a rapper. Like mm. you have to look like you do whatever you do. And if you don't, then I'm gonna because you could be the you could be the dopest rapper in the world, yeah. like looking the way you are right now. And a majority of people will be like, you're a white dude. You can't rap. Yeah. yeah right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but you could be cold. You know what I'm saying? But if you come and you have like a certain demeanor to you, then it's like, I'm probably more prone to check you out. Like, okay, let me hear what you yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, what's funny is I had that same realization, but about basketball at the age of 30, I just turned 30 this year. Duh, so I was playing stuff, brother. <laughs> Thank you. How old are you? 28. 28. I, well, I turned 28 in February. So I just claim it now. Okay, yeah. so back when you were in, you were rapping, it was like Eminem, Lose Yourself, you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah, bro, Battle Rap, Murder Mute, like Murder yeah. Mook, like facts, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, what I was going to say about basketball is like literally I, I started playing at this new gym and I, I haven't really found a consistent spot to play ball at yeah. in Arizona, but I used to play every day in Kansas and I feel like every time I go onto a court, nobody knows who I am. I literally, I dress goofy. Like I I wear my girl's headband that she uses for her hair, you know? And I feel like I wasn't getting any respect on any courts and I had to prove myself. And I was like, I think I just don't look like a hooper the way I'm dressing, (laughs) you know? Yeah, bro. And it's, it's, I mean, it's it's like, it's a double-edged sword, bro. Cause it's like a part of you wants to, 
like think oh you just can't judge a book by its cover but then in the same breath it's like well it alleviates a lot of the time that it needs that if you look like you can hoop and i pick you up and you can hoop it's like oh thank god yeah yeah you know i mean so <sighs> so when you said you got into rapping um because you had like the three options right facts i'm curious how does that how do, what does that even look like are, are people like literally in front of the school having rap battles and then you just like get noticed or like how do you get into music right yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. You got some solid questions. <laughs> so uh, it, it's a it's a it's one of those things where you if you say that you do it, you got to show that you do it. Right. Like so if it's like uh, people are. Yeah, because I mean, at school, you'd have the circle of kids and passing period or lunch table and everybody freestyles and nobody really is crazy good. It's just everybody's rhyming words. And if your homie says something that's really dope, you're like, yo, that's crazy. But um, for me, I just I would study copy like artists that i looked up like big l big l has a song called mvp right mm. and i memorized those verses and i wrote them down i memorized them and then i would wrap them in circles at school but i with my with jay's delivery and i would see the reaction like yo <laughs> you're cold bro like so from there it just kind of turned into like when i got to high school we'd have rap battles like lunch period when i went to mitchell high school we'd have literally bro we'd be I don't know. It'd be deep, bro. Like deep. And to the point where security guards were coming and we'd have these crazy rap battles on who was the dopest. And I got a rap battle on YouTube right now. It's killer J don't look it up. It's <laughs> terrible, but okay. that's like the kind of stuff like we would do. And from there it was just like, you wanted to beat it. Cause then you'd have other people who thought they were better than you. Like I'd eat you I like basketball, like, or any other thing like, Oh, I'm better than. So then you just kind of progress and progress. And then the world opens when you finally get into a studio and you realize I can't just rap and make a song and make it sound good. Now I need to pay attention to tonality. I need to pay attention to if I decide to sing, I need to pay attention to my melody. Do I want to add a harmony? Do I want to? So I think all of that, like doing it from just simple hopping into a cypher at school. We all want to be battle rappers, even though all of us are terrible at the time. Yeah. We all want to be read dollars. We all want to be whatever. And then there's choice few of people who really had the talent, just like anything else, like the hooper goes to college and now whatever, but rap is like, you have to figure out a way to make your, you have to brand yourself now and you have to make sure that your quality is going to match whatever your brand is type thing. So that's kind of how it kind of transitions to mm. just to Dylan a verse. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So, so did, was your first time doing studio work in high school like when you were in Colorado? Yeah. Facts. So there was a dude that lived down the street from me and he had like a studio and like a booth in his closet and like, I don't know what program we were on, but it wasn't good. And I was the first time I've ever heard myself like through headphones. And I was like, yo, this is nuts, bro. <laughs> like it's so bad. Did you so, think you sounded good or bad? I, I was just more mesmerized that it was me. Like before I could eat, before I could even discern if it was good or bad. I was just like, yo, this is like me on a song. Like, and it was my boy, uh, fad was there. Shout out super fat. Like me and him are like, yo, like we're on a song. Yeah. So then we sit on it. And then we keep writing and we keep now we're trying to figure out how we can make this better and comparing like, well, this song's Bow Wow sounds like this. We sound like this fabulous sounds like this. Yeah. And then realizing, like, OK, maybe we are not that good. Like at now, because this is a different realm. We're in, the, we're in the league now. So now we have to make it. So I think that's when. So as soon as you made a song and you heard yourself on verse, it was it became real. And you're like now, like you said, we're in the right. league. We got to we got to prove ourselves. We gotta, yeah, we got to make it happen. Now we got to be very very particular about what we're saying how we're saying it the way we're coming on if it's captivating like everything bro 
Interesting. So you find these beats online. Are they like beats that you buy or do you get them made for you? Yeah. So we'll get like lease beats. Like if, if it's a beats hard, we'll just find it and lease it and then wreck it. And what I, what we do is we'll find a beat, we'll kill the beat and then we'll send it to, to the producer and then we'll wind up getting like discount or, yo, that's fire. Here's another one or, you know oh, dang. That's how, yeah. So that's how we've been. Okay. I was wondering that because I was trying to find like a theme song for my podcast mm. and I was like, all this stock music sucks. How do yeah. I find a dope beat like Jay did on his fucking songs? Because <laughs> yeah, that complexion song, you know, I've heard the other ones, but that one stands in my mind because you, you don't even like the song isn't just dope. You go hard. That's dope, bro. And yeah. even at the end when the beat cuts off and you That's keep dope. going, That's dope, bro. I was like, oh my God. That's fire, bro. I appreciate it. Every time I show it to some uh, a friend, I'm like, yeah, I know this guy who's a rapper, but who hasn't said that and heard that and go, okay, he's a rapper. And then I play it and I literally, the buddy, one of my buddies, he goes, wait, no, he's like, he's a real rapper. <laughs> <laughs> no facts, bro. Yeah, like, and it, yeah, we just, if you go on YouTube, bro, you could type in, whatever you want. Like YouTube is social media has leveled the playing field, bro. Like you can find the same industry standard beat and take it and lease it or whatever the case, man. Mm. So build relationships with producers, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So like help, help paint the picture for me. Cause I, I consider myself a creative person, but I've never actually sat down to write a lyric. And I was telling Chris the other day, like literally when I called you, I was like, yo, if I sat down, even with this beat, I would have no clue what to say. <laughs> I would have no clue where to start. Word. But like you have so many words and I, I was listening today. I was like, I like this because it reminds me of like Big Sean's type of rap. That's like super dope. He goes wow. deep, you know, that's super tight. And yeah. I was like, I liked it for that reason. That's you know, dope. yeah. So like, what is it it's like writing a song? Yeah. Like, where do you where do you know what what to write? Like, is it easy? Do yeah. you like scope over every word or do you just kind of put it out there and you're like, I'll make it work? that process is different every time. A lot of the times we base it off emotion. If the beat calls for you to be more emotional, then that's probably where I'll go. Sometimes we'll switch it up and we'll do like, like we got a song called Purpose, right? And the beat is really melodic. It has a guitar in it and it's it's really, you could take it a whole bunch of different ways. But I made a song called Purpose and the hook is like, tell me I'm rich, tell me I got 4G auto rims. And how we get there is just off of what is it telling me and now how do I feel? You know what I mean? Like how, what, what is this beat saying to me that I want to, you know what I'm saying, show to the rest of the world? Mm. And that varies on different ones. Sometimes you get a beat that's hype and you just want to go off. Like I got a song called Wah and it's super West Coast-y, like club kind of beat. And that's what we, that's the route we take. You know what I mean? But I always start with finding what I want to say. Like what is, how do I feel? And then the words kind of just sprue from like, tell me I'm rich. Oh, that's hard. And then that's how I can base it. Like, okay, now I got, tell me I'm rich. What do I say after that? Like, what am, why do I want them to tell me I'm rich? Or why am I trying to, you know what I mean? Mm. And then they just start coming. And then once you get the hook, whatever the hook is, the verses fly. The verses are just, so, mm. yeah. Do you, so you pay attention to like, even like, the cohesiveness of the words a thousand percent because i feel like have you ever seen that show songland new show uh it's like i don't know if it's nbc i might get be getting that wrong it might be but it's like they have these big name artists and they get these songwriters come and perform their song for them yeah. and it's like a competition where the artist goes 
yo, I'll record that song, you know, out of the four that I was presented with. Yeah. And so it's kind of dope, but you, you hear a lot of bad songwriting and then you For hear sure. the way the professional critiques it and what he would change. Mm. And I, it sounds almost similar to what you do, but the number one critique all these people get is like, that lyric doesn't make sense with this lyric. Like, right. wh- like how is that cohesive? And that's interesting. Like, that's where you almost start. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. Cause we want to, our biggest thing is I want you to be able to say something in regular life. Like, like my, I, I would call our, we, a lot of the times we say like, we make like a more trap conscious kind of music. So mm-hmm. it's like appealing to the people that are from where we're from, but in the same breath is very conscious because we're entrepreneurs. So we understand the idea of being in tune with yourself and, and knowing that like, if you push through pain and if you push through circumstances in your life, you can reach that next level. You can go wherever you choose to go. It's work. It's not like it, you snap your fingers and it pop up, but you have to. So we, we channel that in our music. You know what I mean? So that makes it easier too to be like a bumper to like, okay, so I know that if I say like, if, if, if let's talk about purpose, cause we've been talking about that for a minute. So if, uh, would tell me I'm rich, I can't tell you how many times me and him have been like in a situation, money's not good. Everything in life is terrible. It's like, oh, I just want to be rich. Tell me I'm rich, bro. Like, yeah. Tell me I'm rich, bro. Just manifest it. Like, tell me I'm rich, bro. Huh. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not huge in the law of attraction. I don't, I, I think action means more than yeah. saying it, but just saying it in your subconscious is like, I will, I'm going to bust my behind, bro. Like, whatever I need to do to get to where I need to go, that's what I'm going to do. And I want you to think about Jay Mitch when you think, like, I'm going to listen to Purpose right now. Or yeah. I'm going to listen to whatever, you know, complexion or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? So that's dope. That's like legit what I use Big Sean's album, I decided for, like I was very broke Mm. and the whole thing is all about similar type of thing. I'm like, this is even just a good affirmation, you know? Right, 100%, bro. So who would you say, like you take a lot of inspiration from, if anybody, like right now? Or even when you started? Fuck it, go everywhere. Yeah, my brain's (laughs) always everywhere, so I apologize if these answers are bouncy, because that's how I think. But uh, when I was growing up, I was big into Big L. Big L was huge for me. I loved battle rappers, bro. Does like, he have like a popular? I've never heard of Big L. Big L, yeah, he yeah. got killed. He was uh, a rapper in New York, mm. but just like lyrically, fight me, whoever hears this. I think he was better than Big, like wow. because he's just he his metaphors were like, what? And this is in the '90s, like yeah. what? How are you rapping like that? So Big L, Big L was a big one. Um, I loved Murder Mook. I just love like the punchlines, like how creative and just in tune you have to be to to say something that is like seeing dots like pac-man like at that time it's like whoa like yeah you know what i mean I'm like trying to ball like my dad is lavar <laughs> <laughs> right you know what I'm saying that's dope um you know what i'm saying but just stuff like that so murder i looked up to it it's a whole bunch like reed dollars i looked to reed dollars murder mook uh man um then it kind of sh- shifted the older i got so then it turned into andre 3000 mm. uh j cole bro like I remember being a, uh, a senior in high school when J. Cole dropped uh, Godson. And no, not Godson, Cold World, excuse me. And this is the same time Drake dropped Take Care. And I would always argue with my homies. Like, they'd be like, oh, Drake's album is better. And I'd be like, no, it's not. Like, J. Cole's crazy. So, but just the way that the kind of the kind of communicators these guys are would just blow my mind. So, I can, man, it's a long list, bro. Yeah. I like Joe Budden. I think Joe Budden, I know Joe Budden doesn't rap anymore. He does podcasts, but old Budden, like Moon Music, Joe yeah. Budden. It's crazy. What do you think of uh, Lil Wayne? Lil Wayne's the, Lil Wayne is just uh, like hold, let's just, is you know he the goat? Lil Wayne. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. You gonna? I'm about to be in arguments, bro. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think Lil Wayne like for what Lil Wayne did. No, um, 
just freestyling. Like he didn't write. Like that in itself was is, that all legit freestyle. Bro, Lil Wayne would freestyle. Like just turn the beat on, hit the weed, turn the beat on. Like insane. Jay Z's the only other person, right? Yeah. So I think that in itself is its own category. You know mm. what I mean? So the conversation I had today, which is funny, I said I don't think. I'm a Lil Wayne fan, by the way. Like, okay. Huge Lil Wayne fan. I can't feel my face. Every Carter, every drought, every dedication. Yeah. No ceilings. I can name them all. No ceilings was the shit when I was Crazy. a freshman and sophomore in college. Bro, no ceilings is nuts. <laughs> to this day. I was yeah. listening to ice cream. To this day. Bro, facts. Like yeah. I was I was listening to ice cream paint job a couple nights ago, right? Okay. And me and my boy are on the phone and rapping every lyric word for word. Like we just heard it. Like we you know what I'm saying? Like it just came out like yeah. two weeks ago. And I'm like, that's the impact that Weezy had on every artist. I don't care who you are. If you are a rapper, Lil Wayne has impacted you in some way. Like, so I think that in itself is is puts Weezy in a whole different category opposed to we're talking about just like best. Mm. Cause I don't <sighs> How do you feel about Drake? Cause the first time I heard Drake, he was on a Lil Wayne song. Yeah, I think I think old Drake That is. song goes hard. Which one? Uh, what what was the one where Lil Wayne he literally rapped the alphabet? He just said every letter of the alphabet. What record was that? That was like Drake's first time. The first time I heard Drake was brand new, when he was singing. Okay, that was the first song I've ever heard from Drake. What I don't even know. I don't even know what that record is. I'm I'm, I'm pulling a blank. It's been a few years yeah. since I listened to it. All my little hip hop heads that's finna hit is about yeah. to be on my head. But uh, yeah. So um, no, I think I think Drake, old Drake, like when Drake peaked to me was nothing was the same mm. i think that was the most like whole drake that we've seen like in may ever see because that album had like changed my life bro like because he just opened up so he had, he had already opened up doors like following people like little brother like fonte the singing and rapping thing he'd already stepped out on the emotional ride and and i'm not afraid to wear my heart on my sleeve i'm in my music as rapping when he came out was all about money and looking fly and whatever yeah but i think that when he made nothing was the same it was like just a version of drake that we probably won't ever see again so now i just feel like drake knows that he's been on top like the last decade he was on yeah. top the whole decade that now it's just like drake knows that he can make a song like tussie slide and yeah. it's not really like the, like you know what i mean like not saying i want to hinder any rapper any artist's evolution and you got to grow and go with the times or whatever but I think that Drake was the most impactful, like, 2014 back is mm. when, like, that's, like, the prime Drake. That's how I feel about it. Like, that's, like, the Drake that I'm, like, the, yeah, he's untouchable yeah. to me, for real. Yeah, Lil Wayne and Drake, definitely big ones. Uh, there's another one that I, I really vibe with around the same time as, like, Lil Wayne. Have you ever heard of these guys? They used to be called The Dean's List. Never. You heard about them? The Dean's List. Um, that was one of my favorite mixtapes. You should definitely look it up. I'll send you a link on Spotify. Yeah, facts. Um, but then he changed his name like twice in like two years or three years. And I don't know why it went from the Dean's List to the King is Dead. But it's just one dude. And that's like his rap name. I was like, Jeez. yeah, I never heard of him. But uh, it, it vibed the Dean's List because the whole mixtape was like about being in college and then trying to be the best yeah. and like trying to be a rapper and whatnot. I don't know. I think you'll definitely appreciate Facts, it. Thanks, bro. Yeah. yeah, I'm all about the, the rap hustle. I know how it is, man. It's tough. Yeah. Interesting. So. so that's what you do most of your days now is just coming up with this scheming the rap, trying to get the rap. Yeah, bro. We got a matter of fact, I brought you this, bro. This is our uh, 
Our brand wow. is create. So the create is supposed to be upside down because it's for perspective. So, but you got the J-Mitch on the back that's like upright. Hell yeah. You know I'm saying so, but the create's upside down so you can look at it and remind yourself to create. But damn. Yeah. So we created that brand. This is it's our shirt. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So this is our shirts create. Uh, that's so like I a, put it upside down from my perspective or from the other person? For you. Okay. And then me. the J-Mitch is upright. So other people okay. can see the, the branding. So like this. Nope. You had it right the first time. Oh, hell yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm going to wear this every day. You, you have no you're, idea. You're a legend, bro. Hell yeah. You're a legend. So yeah, we, uh, me and my brother created that. Like we have, so that's like the, it's not even, I don't even call it merch because it's more just, it's entrepreneurial merch. Like that's what we, we don't even consider ourselves rappers, like artists, like we're yeah. bosses, bro. We just, we, we go through the same kind of stuff that an entrepreneur that would want to, you know what I mean? Cause mm. it's, well, it's the same mindset in developing a brand and then trying to find other monetary assets to put into the brand to grow yeah. it, but then eventually get it to a point where I don't have to rap and then we can put other people on they rap and then we dive into real estate or we dive into yeah other stuff. So like that's interesting. Yeah, we do the creation. So is, is that the big goal is to eventually just create your own brand that kind of oversees, like supersedes what you built, like kind of like what Lil Wayne did? hundred percent. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to rap forever. Rapping is a young man's game, bro. Mm. Like you, you want to, infiltrated from like i'd say nowadays like 17 to maybe 30 you know what i mean and if you come in the later years bro you don't have a lot of time because mm. the, the young like younger like the younger generation is always finding ways to make a newer sound and make it yeah. like to the point where it's like you don't have to be a lyrical eminem is fire bro yeah but if an eminem album drop right now there's like there's gonna be a lot of people that run and get it but there, there's still a younger generation who may not know who Eminem is, but they know exactly who Lil Uzi is. Yeah, they know exactly who Chief Keef is or whatever. So, you you got to figure out a way to just capitalize and get your audience and get them fast. And then once you kind of cultivate your audience and you give them what you need, then you can yeah. you can kind of add value in different ways and present them. If you're not gonna do it, then I can pre I can present the next artist who I can co-sign. Like, I'm I may not be rapping, but he's cold. Like my brother, mm -hmm. shout out to my brother Shaq, fire 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 you know what i mean so and he's on his way up but he's a more lyrical like so yeah that's really the main goal for us is we can just if we can if we can trailblaze the path and and get us to where we need to go then after we've felt like we've reached it whatever that looks like to us yeah then it's like hey we can sit back because we both got families we both got kids i can't be on tour and mm. all these females going crazy my wife will lose her mind like yeah. so it's like i gotta figure out a way that I can at least get to a point where we can sustain. And then once we sustain, like, bro, y'all go do y'all thing. Yeah. Man, and we'll just chill on the back. End. So is this about, are you trying to get more shows in the future? Or do you have shows planned already? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we've had, we've had COVID crazy. I know. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> that, I feel it because yeah, my event, I had, I had events I was going to do this year. I had three planned and then all of them had to be postponed. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, bro. So, that was in the works. You know yeah. what I mean? We were like, oh, we're going to we can go on tour. We do this whole thing. And then uh, COVID happened. And then it was like, oh, well, all yeah. right. You know what I mean? So, um, but a lot of stuff happened this year, bro. Like our the studio we were going to, my engineer, shout out Jeff Lucero. My engineer um, decided that he was going to make his own studio. Like he was like, you know what? I'm going to just start my own thing. He said, fuck it like me. And just went all in. Facts, bro. Which I love. Because now it's like, we can really work. We can really do what we got to do. Yeah. So, um, that happened, so we haven't touched a recording studio since March. Mm. Is it March? Yeah, March. So we, you know what I'm saying? We haven't touched a recording studio since March. It's been, this year has been 
a different level of like, okay, so we need to attack this a little different. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the rapping and putting music out and doing all that stuff is dope, but you need money in this game. Mm. Like if you don't have money or if you don't have people that have leverage, it's a long journey, bro. It's a long draining, exhausting journey. And before you know it, you could be 45 years old, yeah. still trying to be a rapper. So, so where do you start? Like what, like if I wanted to start rapping today, well, I'm 30. You said I'm too old to be getting into. I mean, rap. you got a year, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got a year. If I'm 20, if I'm 19, and I'm wanting to get into rap, what's the strategy? Do you meet someone who can get you the right connections, or do I just start putting out fire content? I would define myself. Do I get a TikTok? Is TikTok Facts. in the, okay? Facts. No, 100%. You get a TikTok. Like, yeah, that's the thing is you want to be omnipresent. Like, you want you want if if you decide like I'm gonna make music, like that's what I'm about to do. Yeah. You need to immediately figure out what is your lane, mm. like what is your and it it doesn't. I I feel like when people say this, in people's minds they think I can only make conscious music. I can only make trap music. I can, that's not true. Is that what it's called? It's conscious when you have lyrics that mean something to you. It'd be like backpack. Yeah, that's like okay. most people. You know what I'm saying? What label like that backpack rap or whatever? But, um, but you need to find out like where like who you are. You know okay. what I mean? Because you cannot. I can't present you complexion if I don't feel complexion mm. like you feeling complexion there was something that i felt that you felt mm. that resonates which makes you go that song is hard yeah you see what i'm saying yeah. so it's like that's the immediate thing for a new artist is like you have to figure out where where am i gonna go what do i want to sound like so i would recommend writing every single day write a verse every single day mm. like i've done it all my homies that rap have done it a lot of my homies that still rap do it to this day write a verse every day it sharpens your pen it sharpens who you are you can't say you want to be a basketball player and not go to the gym yeah. Like you have to write. And then once you write, find the means to get a studio. If you can't find one that's professional, you can afford one. Ask your mom or, or ask the homies or get a loan or whatever. Build your own and then start recording yourself. Because the second that you can put your voice on a mic and you can hear yourself, you start working on your tonality. Mm. So you can work on, am I too aggressive? Am I not aggressive enough? Do I feel like I, do I hear myself feeling what I say? Or, you know what I mean? Mm. All that stuff. All that stuff is very, very important. Because once you mold yourself, what a label's gonna do is a label, if a label sees you and sees that you have potential, the label's gonna make you what they want you to be. You know what I mean? So then you can get trapped in situations where it's like, well, I gotta be two people. Like, I can be Jay Mitch when I'm at the label, and then when I come home, I got I just gotta be Jay, but I really wanna be Jay, but the label, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I, I see that more times than none, then it's like people that people that we know, like, in situations where it's like they don't get to be themselves you know what i mean because they've 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 glorified this persona of who they're really not and you know what i mean so i would nix all that because there's going to be problems for you in the future yeah get yourself straight mold yourself know your worth know your value before you even do any of that like just know like this is who i am i'm solid this is what i want to do this is what i'm going to talk about and i'm not finna fold period i don't care What's cracking? What's popping? What all y'all think I should do? Like I'm, this is who I am, and the people are gonna come. It's a lot of people in this world, so. Mm. <clears throat> so one of the first times you were telling me you, when you showed me that you were a rapper, like right before you're about to leave, and I didn't know about this, you showed me a picture of you on stage. Was that in Phoenix? That picture? It was like Colorado. you in front of a huge audience. Colorado. Shout out to my boy Corey. Uh, Corey, uh, we had a show in. Um, he had a show in Colorado, and let me get on it with him, and it was thousands on the people there i think it was wow. a lot of people so 
that was a crazy, crazy show. Like, yeah, it was nuts. We were, we were, we had got done performing. We get off stage, we walk to the back because we're trying to walk to his merch table, and there's like some kids sitting like on the wall, and they notice Corey. And then before you know it, it's like a sea of people surrounding, wow. like, yo, sign this, sign this. And he's like, meet me on my merch table, meet me on my merch table. So we're like swimming through people to get to the merch table. I'm standing kind of further away from the merch table, me and my boy Shaq. And then it's like a little girl comes up, like, can I have your autograph? Like, can I have your autograph? <laughs> like, it was crazy, bro. Yeah. That was in Colorado. It was nuts, bro. Damn. Have you done a show that big since? No, I haven't done a show that yeah. big since. Is that the goal? Bigger, man. Bigger. I want to pack out Madison Square, bro. Like, fuck. Yeah, bro. I don't want to. Yeah. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it, bro. Hell yeah. 100%, bro. <laughs> what are you going to have open for you? What's the dream? My people, dog. Yeah. I'd have, I'd have my brothers open. I, would, I mean, bro, we're so, we're such a tight niche, bro. Like, yeah. and it's not like no shade to nobody, but we just move very different. Like, we yeah. move very, like, we don't, we don't really associate with trends and, and hype and fads because it's, it's a way. My bro, my brother had a really good analogy of it. He said, a lot of the times it's like it's a big ocean, right? And a lot of people just tend to whenever the wave comes, they just ride it. And people are glare they're they're I'm gonna kinda add to what you said, G. They glorify the surfboard that they're on. Like my surfboard is really, really good or whatever. So when the wave comes, they look good on their surfboard. But what they don't know is that the people that are really leading the pack are in carnival cruise ships. And they're the reason that the wave came in the first place. You know what I'm saying? And that's really how me and my and my brother think is like we don't really care about how pretty the surfboard is. I'm trying to figure out how you build the boat, bro. Like, so in that, and in that causes a lot of friction because rap is vain, bro. It really is. So trying to, trying to still be in that industry and still like, Hey, we have something to say and we're good at it. Like we can, we can do the same thing, but get to the point where we're, we're on the cruise ship and we're not really worried about nothing else is it's a fight, bro. It's a journey, man. It's a journey for real. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Hearing you describe what you would do if you were a 19-year-old and you wanted to get into rap, all the advice that you gave, and even what you said, kind of like the struggle, all of it seems very similar to exactly what you would experience if you tried to get into online marketing, like and become an <laughs> entrepreneur. Like you're like, write every day. Let's like write a write copy every day. Right. You know, everything was so such a good parallel. You just replace rapper with entrepreneur. It's crazy. That's I did crazy. not realize that. A hundred percent, bro. Because it's a you. You want to give up, like mm-hmm. you. You would think that you. You wouldn't like. You would think that. Oh, I can whatever. Like it comes with this and this and this. But it's like when when you put out like we have, bro. We have so many songs. We wrote a song called "Beautiful Child," and it was featuring um, a really good friend that we met, Danasia. She lives out here. Shout out to Danasia because she's a phenomenal singer. And when we made "Beautiful Child," bro, we were like, "That's it, bro." We're out of here. Like, this is it. This is the craziest. It people have heard that song and cried. People have heard that song and it's like, yo, I've never heard like just every emotion. And we put it out and it did well. But we're not like I didn't pull up in a Lambo. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I didn't it didn't do nothing. It didn't do the numbers that we expected it to do. Yeah. So it was like, man, like, which I can imagine in online marketing, you write some fire copy or you write a crazy book and you put it out and then it doesn't do what you expect it. And you're like, yeah, but you can't stop. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you can't be like, Oh man, like, then <laughs> it's not for you. Then go, you know what I'm saying? Go get a job. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Go do something else. hundred percent. So yeah, bro. Yeah. I just, what's crazy is, and I don't know if this is good or bad to say, but I was thinking about this the other day cause I've had experiences obviously similar to that. In fact, recently I did a webinar 
I built up all this hype for it, mm. and I was like, I'm gonna sell my best program. It's gonna be so much value, and I have all this content that I'm gonna give them on the webinar. And I had 250 people on the webinar, my first ever webinar. Mm. And I thought to myself, holy shit, I thought if I ever did a webinar for the first time, there'd be two people on right. it, not 250 people right. on it. And so I was, I think I fed off the energy in a good way, but there was all the, the mental errors, like literally, I didn't, I took so long to get to the the pitch for the program mm. that um, I remembered maybe an hour and a half in, oh, this thing has a two hour time limit and it's going to kick me out in 30 minutes. And I got how many more slides? 200 slides left. Right. Uh, so I had to rush through it. And so completely bombed. Um, I forget why I went on that tangent, but what I was going to say is, uh, oh yeah, this is what I was going to say. I was thinking to myself, if I had the choice telling myself what I know now in dental school, drop out of dental school, become an online entrepreneur, become a dating coach, I don't know if I would have the balls right. to do it having gone through what I did because that's right. some tough shit. At 25 years old, I had a midlife crisis. Most Facts. people don't get that until 45. Hey, you talking now, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Facts, bro. <laughs> Facts, bro. It's, and, that's, and that's exactly what it is with music, bro. The difference, and, and this is the thing that me and him talk about a lot is, we have families, bro. Yeah. Like wife and kids, bro. So it's like you have somebody like Russ who did it, bro. Russ is living off of music right now. But Russ is single and like you can you can move and you can be free. And that's another thing I would tell a 19-year-old is like chill on the family. If this is what you really want to do because I can't like there's there's so many times and shout out to my wife, bro, cuz she I'll I'll be we go to the studio at night like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. We don't get home, and we live on the west side, on the West Valley. So we don't get home till 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? To And then now they're, like, putting the kids to bed, or they're doing whatever they got to do. Or, you know what I mean? So it's like adding that stress on top of trying to get the stress as, like, a entrepreneurial, whatever the case, you know what I mean? It's like, what? <sighs> I don't know, bro. Like, then it's like, oh, well, we're behind on this bill. Or you didn't pay this, or you paid that money to go to the studio, and now we're behind on the car. Like, shit. Like, okay, yeah. well, all right, let me figure it out. You know what I mean? So, it's yeah, it's tough, bro. It's a, it's a, but it's you, you, you. Once you over, like, once you just push past it, bro, because it's gonna be all right, bro. Yeah, it's gonna be all right. Like, the worst that can happen is you chase your dream, and people that recognize that you were good at what you did followed you. And you didn't get the recognition that you thought you got. So you really just quit yourself. You know what I mean? Like, that's like yeah. the, that's like the worst that, cause in reality it started, it started cooking. You just didn't see it or you didn't see it on the scale. You thought you saw it. So you quit, but it's like, or you can just not even chase it and go work at wherever, which is no shade. You know what I mean? If you'd rather be comfortable, that's cool. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But then you have to watch other people try to fight and get, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, so then you have to die with regret. And that's one thing I refuse to do. I refuse to be on my deathbed and be like, I could have been better than every. I'm not going to do that. Like, yeah, I'm going to just chase it, bro. Just like, talking about what ifs because right. you never did anything. Right. Because my thing is like, if I tell you I'm a rapper and you like, oh, really? You're a yeah. black dude and you rap, bro. And then I play it for you. That's my satisfaction. And watching somebody's face go, oh, wow. Like, yeah. Follow me on Spotify. Do you, you, know do you like that feeling? I love that feeling. Yeah. As, and that's my ego. Like, it really is, bro. But I I just know how much years that I've mm -hmm. put, like, so many verses that are like, this is trash. 
so many songs that are like, this is trash. This is terrible. I don't like this. People in my life that I've looked to for help that have, if I haven't read, if I haven't met their standard, they dipped like, mm. oh, you're, you're not, or I'm not in the, I'm not in the circle of cool guys that have a little bit more attention than I do that leave. And only thing I can rely on is my creativity. That's why I made create in the first place. Yeah. It's like, this is a reminder to myself that I wanted to share with everybody else. You know what I'm saying? My brother walked through the last three years of it with me. So it's like, this is a reminder. It's like, it's more than a brand. It's more than I want you to buy cool merch. Like, this is for real. If you have a dream and you want to pursue that and you want to do that, you have to be able to have those nights when you're alone. Have those nights where it's like you're in tears and you're like, I've done everything, bro. I've done everything right, bro. I've 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 put the songs out. I've found the beat. I've 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 done it all. And you still don't want to, you still got to push. You still mm. got to, but you just remind yourself like, all you got is your creativity. Yeah. If you let them, if you let your lack of success of where you think you need to be opposed to where God has you right now, then you're going to fail yourself every time. You just got to, re- I don't know, man. I didn't even mean to go on that tangent, <laughs> my bad. But no, that was great. I was, I was zoned in. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I, what's, what strikes me is something that I feel like I definitely shared that got me through that was you, to you, it's no question, right? You are doing this. It's going to happen. And even if it's not working out now, it'll work out. We'll be good. And it's like, I felt very similar before I ever had a book that sold like the one that's paying my bills now. Right. But, uh, before that I was failing massively for a couple of years and in my head, I was like, there's no way it's not happening. I can feel it in my bones. It's happening. It's happening, but it just hasn't happened yet. Right. But I know it will. And I think there's so many people who don't have that certainty. And I wonder, is that like an ego thing? Or do you think it's like something we can feel is going on in the universe and oh, it's just yeah. meant to happen? It's do you believe amused. in destiny? Bro, it's a muse, bro. Okay. Because if you look at it, everybody would have it, right? Yeah. Like, but there's so many times that if you say... Me and him used to get in trouble a lot of time because we will have the same conversation. It's not the same conversation to us because we can talk about the same thing for years, bro. Like, yeah. it's, we're gonna, it's gonna be straight. We gonna make it. It's gonna be good. Bro, when it happens. All the time. Other people will hear it and be like, what else do y'all do, bro? Like, what yeah. else y'all talk about? Yeah. There's nothing else to talk about. Like, th- like, I can never fathom, like, we always talk about how recreation is like pointless. Like, I don't need to go to the club. I don't want to go to the club. What are we going to do? How many, how much money is made at the club? None. Yeah. I'm going to go to the club and spend money to take a picture so I can look on my Instagram and say, yo, that's a $2,500 picture. Cause we bought that booth. Yeah. It's no, like, you know what I mean? Like when it could have been used elsewhere. And I feel like that's what a lot of, a lot of people that are like that or like-minded that have that thing inside of them. Like this is what the, the dating coach, like I'm going to do this, bro. Like yeah. there's no, y'all can go out and party and, no shade, bro, but y'all just don't feel this the way I feel this. Like, I know this is finna happen. Yeah. you. I don't feel like you can even, if you, it's really like, it's hard to say, but it's like, either you get it or you get it, or you don't, you don't. Like, to be honest, for yeah. real, like, that's how I see it. What, what do you think caused you to be so, uh, I'm gonna go after it? You know, what, was it like a moment in your childhood where like, you felt like you had to prove yourself or like, what do you think gave you a chip on the shoulder like that? June dying. My brother getting killed. A couple years ago? Yeah, 2017. I was already, like, we had just made SITPOM. We were in the process of making SITPOM. That's an acronym um, for EP I did called Still in the Process of Making Mistakes. Mm. And we were in the process of making that. And then 
I had talked to June three days prior. Like he were he were planning on him and his daughter come out here. We were gonna hang like all oh, this whole thing, bro. And when June died, I just kept replaying like I promise. This is all I saw in my head. Like I promise, bro. Your daughter ain't got the bro. I promise, bro. I'm gonna be straight. Like we gonna be good, bro. Millions, bro. I promise, bro. Yeah. Soon as June died, he could tell you, bro. It was over after that. Ramped up, mm. like ramp. Complexion was birthed out yeah. of June dying. That was the first really? song I wrote. No, I lied to you. I wrote June's World first. Complexion after. Okay, so this all happened before I even met you for the first time, huh? Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Right around that time. Right huh? around that time. Yeah. That's yeah. when I like. That's when I was like really starting to kicking into gear, and he started. <laughs> Let me tell you about my dog, bro. So he was in the army. He got out the army in 2018 and he lived in Hawaii, bro. And we were on the phone and I can't remember how it even came about. And I was like, man, bro, I'm going to need a DJ, bro. You're going to be my DJ bet. Never DJ in his life. Right. Ever goes out and buys a nine. Was it $900? $600 controller, bro. Dang. Has no idea what he's doing. Like, just, I'm, yeah, facts. I got it. Yeah, bro. Like, let's do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. To the point where now he makes mixes and is eating. I'm a brag, bro. All you DJs, eating. Lamont Culturati, eating, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He made a mix. It was fire. So it's like, that's like, it was just, but it was that, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just in him. Like, mm. he just saw the vision. Like, oh, yeah, we, this is finna happen, bro. Like, yeah. I'll go, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what the buttons mean. $600 bought. Yeah, we'll I'll figure, figure it out. out. I'll figure it out. Taught himself After Effects, like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you guys met in the Army? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. How long were you in the Army for? Uh, 2013 to 2017. Okay. And what, what what were you doing in the Army? I was a religious support specialist, bro. What does that mean? Like, a chaplain assistant, bro. I was okay. like, the chaplains. In, so we have, a in the military, you have a garrison. And garrison means you're, like, at home. Uh-huh. And then you're overseas, which just means you're like you're deployed. Okay. So when I was garrison, I was like an administrative, like doing, we do like memorials, we do re- retreats, we do, you know what I'm saying? It was a super cake job, bro. Like, yeah. I made work. Did it. you like it? Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was yeah. making money. Like, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then deployed, I'm a bodyguard. So the chaplain can't have a gun. So overseas, it's like I'm doing the same stuff infantry dudes are doing because I got to make sure if stuff goes down, I got to protect the chaplain. Yeah. So where'd you get deployed to? Djibouti, Africa. But I bounced. I was in Kenya, uh, Somalia. Uh, where else do we go? Uh, Ethiopia. It was a whole bunch of places. We bounced all the time. I felt like I was on a plane every month. Damn. So, yeah. Was it pretty crazy over there? What's the environment like in Djibouti, Africa? First of all, it's hot, hotter than Arizona could ever want to be. Okay. Um, and there, it's a it's third world, so it's like, it's dirty, bro. It's like, uh, it's a different perspective of life. Like we went to the range once, and there were like these kids that were like no older than my son, bro, at the time, and they just wanted some water, bro. Like they're like, yo, it's hot, we need some water, so we kind of like. I'm not in the army no more, so we dished them some water. We weren't supposed to, but we're like, yo, yeah. take this. Like, but yeah, bro, it was crazy. Like, I've never seen anything like that before in my entire life. Yeah. Damn. Why do you think they tell you not to give them water? Because they'll go back and tell people. Then they'll try to come back and they probably got more of us than this. Or if it's they could be a setup and they they're over there shooting. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. Damn. How do you feel about everything that's been going on in 2020? Because I feel like it's one thing after the other, 
And I almost wonder, not to get conspir- too conspiratorial Let's on go, you, bro. Let's but I feel like <laughs> there's so much shit going on that it's almost like you think they're doing this just like they're inciting these things for political reasons. Like it's one thing after the other every month. Yeah, no, I think... <sighs> 2020 is interesting, bro. Like, I think it's the best worst year, Yeah. to be honest. Like, I think that fake gurus got exposed. So it's like the people that said that they were doing something, they got exposed because it's like, now nah, you can't fake Which ones? Oh, you want me to tell you some names? Yeah, because I can't think of one. <laughs> fake gurus. <laughs> Jay Morrison, the okay. wholesale real estate dude. That's one. He's like a Is wholesale that? real estate dude that claims he got all this money from real estate. It's cap. Like, it's did cap, he have bro. any money? So there's what's Buddy's name? What's the other black dude's name? Tony the Closer. Tony the Closer was exposing him prior to this. Okay. But um, I just just when you see so perfect example like when you see somebody that is is living like 2019 right? Mm. You live in you got all this money you got all this whatever, and then COVID happens and now you can't necessarily go rent a car anymore because. They're closed and you can't, you're not necessarily selling what you said you were selling anymore because everything is shut down and you're quarantined. And then all of a sudden it's like, all that goes away and it's like, oh, you're exposed. Takashi 6 9 that's another one. Like, <laughs> yeah. you supposed to do, you were supposed to outsell Big Sean. You were supposed to go crazy. You got 35 in your first week. Like, yeah. Cat, bro. Like, all right. All your, oh, yeah. That's a, that's a that's a whole another conversation. Takashi six nine. Takashi six nine's cap, bro. What do you mean by cap? He's a liar. He's full of shit. Is what he is. He uses his gimmicks to try to do all this. Like stuff. when he says they're shadow banning him, and he actually got more streams. When right. Or when he's or when he's actually buying streams to have his streams up, and they're not really the numbers. And then when you try to sell something, and only thirty five thousand people buy it out of a twenty five million dollar video that you had, that's Dang. not cap, bro. It's like you fake the funk, bro. But he is getting a lot of eyeballs. So you got to say something about his marketing. <laughs> I think I think this, bro. If I if I go out and I start trouble with what's a really popping community, bro? BLM. Let's say I'm like, yo, I'm KKK, bro. I don't like black people and I'm black. It's like That's that con- Chappelle episode. Right, bro. It's <laughs> controversial. Like, what is this dude talking about? Yeah. Or if I go, let's talk about him for real. If I go join a neighborhood gang that is a very, very well-known neighborhood gang. And I say I do all this stuff and I don't really do it. And I beef with everybody you can think of. And then stuff goes down and then I tell on them because I'm scared because I don't want to face the consequences of my actions. Then that is what Takashi 69 did basically. hundred percent what he did. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. And this is the thing for the, for a lot of people that don't understand how the street life works, bro. Once you make the decision that, I'm going to be this type of individual. You have to abide by those codes. Yeah. It's just, it is what it is. Do you bro. think he makes it to 30? I don't wish death on nobody, man. <laughs> I hope I pray he does, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to wish death on him at all, but he, it would be, it would behoove him military. It would behoove <laughs> him to probably move to like Alaska or something. Probably not even Alaska. You've probably moved to like Guam. Yeah. Like, you should get out of here, bro. Yeah, go to Canada. Yeah, you should get out of here, bro. Because you start... You... What's he trying to do? He's Yeah, you're right. I guess I didn't think about it because I, I guess I wasn't paying too much attention to why he went to jail. But I know he definitely snitched. And that's like the big thing, right? And it's, and it's not that... If he would have portrayed it like 
I'm not a street dude. Yeah. I'm not this. I'm not that. And he snitched. He wouldn't have got the flack he got. Like, it would have mm. been like, oh, okay, whatever. But then it's like you got all these these people that have no idea how the streets work, bro. They have no idea. They've never been raised in it. They don't have no idea. Yeah. And it's like you make your you make a conscious decision to do this. Like, you make a, like, I want to get put on. I want to join whatever gang I decide to join. So it's like nobody's bigger than the program. I don't care if you're Takashi, I don't care if you're Barack Obama. Nobody's bigger than the program. So if we out here and we doing stuff that we ain't got no business doing or whatever the case, when it gets going, like, bro, this is going to sound crazy. But, like, if somebody kills your mom and you know who did it, you better not say nothing. You better you better go handle that. Ain't that what you said? You what you signed up for. Mm. Like, that's what you, you said. I want to be a part of this. I'm a part of this. So it's like... The fact that he putting hits out on people on camera and he, oh, we going to shoot this and I'm I'm on, I'm in Chicago in a yeah. dangerous hood and I'm disrespecting people in their own city. Like, what, bro? And then you get in trouble and you don't want to do the years? So yeah. you tell on everybody? Like, you are a clown, bro. Like, and then, and then come out and then try to capitalize off clowning. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a song with Nicki Minaj called Trolls or redo Akon's Locked Up. When it's like those those dudes that had your back that were really riding for you are doing football numbers. They're yeah. doing 15 years. They're doing 20 years. They're doing 10 yeah. years. Away from there. They got kids, bro. Like, yeah. It's goofy, bro. So did Takashi 6 9 I know he was like from New York. Did he grow up in the streets at all or no? Or I don't, I don't, like I don't know. I don't know too much. From my perspective, no. Like, you, you just can tell. Like, yeah. if you really from that – you smell it out. Like, mm. my brother's good at that fast. Like, he'll tell you. Somebody say they this, he'll call it. Yeah. No, you're not. He yeah. almost seems like someone who, he goes, it's almost like someone who didn't grow up in the streets and kind of just like, oh, now I have access to all these connections, right. but so I'm going to play the part almost. Yeah, it's extortion, bro. It's like, it's, it was extortion on both ends. Like, because mm. the, they knew, like, he wasn't no hood dude. Like, yeah. but if I see... Oh, you got potential. Like we we living in the slums, or we're living a bad life, and you got potential to bring us millions of dollars. What do you need? You just need us to keep you out of trouble. Like you, we, we need to just keep you alive. And all of us is finna. All right, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. But he knew at the same breath. If I get if I do a video and I got a thousand bloods behind me, oh man, and I got rainbow hair. It's polarizing. <laughs> it's immediate. Like yeah. who is this dude? Like it it, it just it draws that. So then it's like, it's easier to, because then you start tapping into different fan bases when you start beefing with people. If I go and I make a YouTube video like, hey, Patrick is whack, like, whatever, everybody that follows this page is going to be like, who's this dude? This like, yo, we follow Patrick. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? You know what I mean? But then he just did it to real bloods too, like YG. Everybody. Man, goofy. <laughs> goofy, bro. Goofy goober yeah. is what we call that. Kate, if she was listening to this, she would probably be mad that we're even talking about him because she's... Hardcore against like anything that rings of pedophilia, and apparently he had like hooked up with a little kid or something. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Man. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got kids, bro. I'd kill one of y'all if y'all mess with my kids. Yeah. Bro. How old are your kids now? Uh, my oldest is fourteen. My middle kid turns eight, October twenty first, and then my daughter uh, yeah. is four. Are they on TikTok? My son, my middle son Zion, is like a celebrity, bro. Really? Like, not on TikTok, but like his personality. Like yeah. he is like full. I don't. He just. He has it. He just has it. I yeah. don't know what it is. So he 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 does the TikTok stuff. My daughter tries, but I'm like, she's yeah. too young to even so monetize that. But my oldest is like a game head, bro. He wants to be like a he's gonna be like a he wants to be an architect, but he's like a he'll like be a ninja. Games. Yeah, he'd be he'd be a ninja if he could. 
Damn. That's crazy. Like these days, I feel like parents are probably more likely to encourage their kids to chase their dreams uh, of being a gamer. But back in our day, like it was like, stop wasting time playing right. video games, you know? Right. No. And I, and I just think because there's the gaming community has created a platform that wasn't there before. Like when I found out Ninja was making like, what is it? Like half a million a month? It wasn't like 500,000 a month or something like that. I was like, playing Fortnite, bro that's crazy like yeah. but it's like now you could do it like it's you you bro social media is nuts you could literally be whatever you want bro like yeah. it's crazy like yeah bro you can tattoo six nine on your face and get a lot of views <laughs> goofy from waluffy bro he's a clown dog yeah Did any crazy stuff happen to you when you were in the army like talking about aliens <laughs> meet every ever, ever meet aliens alien in the army <laughs> uh no oh, man, my my military experience was chill, bro. Uh, I uh, yeah, bro. It was it was pretty. Like I mean, there were certain instances. I won't put nobody business out there. That was that was that grew me as a man pretty fast. Like, um, just because I was scared and didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? But um, pretty much like if I had to if I had to really like overall it, bro. It was it was it was chill. I just grew a lot. Grew really fast. Like stuff that I didn't know that. As far as like the discipline and being punctual and on time. And even and even like my entrepreneurs my entrepreneurial journey started when I was in the military. Two thousand when I was deployed in two thousand fifteen. I read Eric Thomas's um um the first book he put out. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Yeah, I don't know. It's like under something about success. But um but I was watching Thank God It's Monday a lot. Like mm. all the time. So but stuff like that, more stuff like that happened to me in the military. Then like like learning about credit yeah. and learn about stuff that we had no idea like oh you can get money from real estate or you can be motivated and be disciplined and take your finances over and do what you want to yeah we didn't grow up on that bro like <laughs> so it was, it was that was a lot of what I learned in the military more than like any crazy like we were on a convoy and got hit with an ID none of that happened to mm. me. yeah yeah I mean I so I grew up in uh, Leavenworth uh, in Kansas okay Fort Leavenworth it's an army base um, ain't that where the cops go. Lenworth, Lettersworth, yeah. That's that's where Michael Vick went for the federal penitentiary. For real? Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> they got the prison. Damn. They got the the military prison, and yeah, it's a big ass. It's a big base. Um, but yeah, like growing up around that, I felt like I knew instantly I wasn't military material myself. <laughs> My dad was a retired army. Okay. Um, he went to the Vietnam War, got drafted, Jeez. and he was a helicopter pilot. Jeez. And uh, I think he went a couple of times. Yeah. Um. And I was telling Chris, like literally my childhood was my dad getting drunk on whiskey coke, um, <laughs> sitting in our basement, just telling me this clueless two, three, four, five year old kid war stories. Yeah. And he just like starts crying. And it's like, Jeez. these are memories that I have of my dad and I'm too young to know anything that yeah. he's talking about. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, if that guy was still alive, he passed away from cancer. I'm sorry. To hear I that. wish as an adult, I could pick his brain at like about all the military experiences sure. and whatnot you get you do get a level of discipline that you've never had like and i realized that when i was in basic like i'm coming from two different extremes like so like growing up it was like i kind of like we had you know what i'm saying you're occasionally you fight people and you know that you to do and you don't back down and fight so you kind of have that like your heart and you're not a coward and that kind of thing but like the levels of discipline was like bro i got up on the weekends, you lucky if I'm up before 10 o'clock. Like, mm. I'm sleeping in because I'm probably up that night. Like, so getting to basic was like, 
I got to basic training at like eight o'clock at night and I didn't go to sleep until like three o'clock that morning. And then they woke us up at five. So I'm on two hours. Like, bro, I've never seen grown men standing up sleeping. <laughs> like we're leaning on the walls. Like you have to. So when you get to, I went to uh, Fort Jackson, South Carolina. So when you get to uh, the in processing, did you, you, they put you in these like P like we call them PT uniforms and like, like the shorts are super high and depending on the weather, if it's cold, it can be freezing outside. They'll be like, oh, wear a long sleeve. Like, can I put the jacket on? No, because we're going to run. You're going to sweat. Like, but it's freezing outside. And we're not even doing PT yet because we're not even at our actual. Yeah. Oh, it was crazy. But you'd have to go through all these stations. And when we went through medical, medical was the slowest, most painful. That's where most people quit. Was like, I can't do this because it's like you're exhausted. You're like really, really, really tired. And then they make you stand up. And then you got to go through hearing. And then in hearing, you can't fail. But it's like you're in this quiet room. Are these like aspects of basic training? It's a, it's in processing. Okay. It's before you even get to basic. Like okay. You're not even there yet. So, so medical is what? Like you're standing in a hospital? It's like a it's like a clinic. Okay. Yeah, it's like a clinic. But they check your your hearing. They check your vision. They uh they draw blood. Do they draw blood? <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah. Go to war. Yeah, they make sure you're ready to go, bro. Yeah. But it's like, you're just so tired that it's like, whatever, bro. You know what I'm saying? But if you make it through that, by the time you get the basic, it's like, all right, bro. Like, I already know it's finna be hell. I know y'all finna yell. I know we gonna run. I know we gonna do push-ups. Like, just hurry up. Like, you know what I mean? So, mm. and then you realize that, like, the first two weeks is more them turning you into a soldier. You know what I mean? So, it's like you responding to... Like, if they ask you something, you don't call them by their last name, their drill sergeant. And you have to go to parade rest. So it's just like your hands behind your back and your eyes focused. Like, you don't look you don't look anywhere else. Like, if you're if you're my drill sergeant mm-hmm. and my brother's my drill sergeant, or he's another drill sergeant, he's another drill sergeant, but you're talking to me, anything that they say don't matter. Like, if I'm talking, if you're me and you're talking, and he starts talking, I can't break. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just little stuff like that, like little disciplines like that, that just accumulate through the, what's it, two months? I think two months or whatever, you know what I'm saying? They just accumulate. Like, and then by the time you graduate, it's like you have a whole, like I came back home and I'm up 5.30. Not even because I want to be, I'm just up and I go on a run. Like I make my wife like, hey bro, wake up, let's go on a run. Like, it was crazy. But that Damn. that wears off when you get to your, but it's yeah. crazy. They, they, they can, it's nuts, bro. It's a whole nother level of discipline for real yeah the whole the whole getting up early part would definitely get me i've never been a morning person and they make you do fire guard what is that it's like you have an hour like you gotta so they have a the like a drill sergeant station like downstairs and they have a chair there with a desk and i never knew what it was for because i've never bro every time i had fire guard i literally sat there and tried not to go to sleep unless i heard my drill sergeant was sleeping then i go to sleep yeah but you just sit there for an hour awake you know what i mean and then Somebody comes and gets you. So it's like you really get maybe seven hours of sleep, maybe six hours, depending on when you go to bed. If you haven't pissed nobody off, like. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So then what what made you to decide to get out of the Army, come to Arizona, go to school? Was it the schooling? It was, I just knew I could make more money mm. outside. Even, I, I I told my wife, I said, so as a as an enlisted, the highest you can go is E9, which in the, the Army is a Sergeant Major. So. To be a sergeant major, I mean, you got to go through a lot because you because the higher the ranks get, the more competitive it is to get that rank. You know what I mean? So trying to be an E nine, you may be com- you may be competing against what's a safe number? Like how many people you think will make the list to get like 
It's yeah, it's a small percentage. Yeah, out of a couple hundred. Right. So but, is E nine like what rank are you at E nine? That... It's called a sergeant major. Okay. So it's like, but you, but to get to even to get there is like, you got to have Ranger School, Airborne, uh, BLS, ALS. Uh, what's the other one? That's I don't know. We've we been out for a minute. Like, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. got to have all these schools, like all these different. Some of them might require you got to get a degree. Like so, you can't just enlist and become a general one day and move up through the ranks, oh or can you? Gosh, <laughs> no way. I mean, not, if you want it bad enough, for sure. Yeah. But there, that's the other side. So then you have the officer side. So mm. then you start off as a second lieutenant. You know what I'm saying? And then to get your way to general, some of these generals been in the army 25 years. You know what I mean? And it's like, but you got to be fast tracked. Like my brother made. E5 in three years, right? That's a sergeant. So he made sergeant in three years. And you came in as a fuzzy? Came in as an E nothing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So in three yeah. years, came from an E1 to an E5. So then how does someone like my dad get to lieutenant colonel? Like, what's the track from getting drafted to lieutenant colonel? I don't know if they change the way it works, but now you got to have college to even be. You got to have a degree to even be an officer. Really? So if your dad had a degree... I don't know if it worked like that back in those days, but now it's like you got to, if you want to be a lieutenant anything, you got to have a degree, 100%. What's your opinion? I saw when they were talking about like COVID, if it ever broke out into war or something like that, then they might potentially draft women too because they want equal rights for men and women now. Mm. How do you feel about that? (laughs) Some women get down, bro. Like some women get busy. I don't, but I don't, I don't ever see a draft happening though, because the military, I just had this conversation. The military is recruiting people all the time and they're, they're, they're giving you opportunities like bonuses you've never seen. You remember Keenan. Yeah. Keenan's yeah, in the he army. joined. Right. Recently. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's my dog. Shout out to Keenan, bro. Yeah. Keep your head up, bro. How's he doing? In He's the- killing, bro. He's going SF. He's going special forces. Okay. Yeah, bro. He wants That's to be. Intense. Yeah, he wants to be Call of Duty, bro. Like. Okay. Yeah, dog. Yeah, he's doing his thing. They moved. Uh, him and his wife moved to. They, well, they got stationed at Fort Bragg. Yeah. What age was he when he joined? I think he was twenty eight. I think he's twenty eight. Yeah. Twenty nine. Maybe he's twenty nine. Twenty eight or twenty nine. One of the two. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But he. What, what's too late to join in the army or the military? Thirty five. I think it's thirty five. Yeah. Mm. I think it's thirty five. So, but yeah, bro. Like he, that's. I think it's just one of those things where it's like if you want it, like if you want to be a lieutenant colonel or you would say lieutenant general, whatever you want to be like, it's a grind. Like I know my boy, Corey, um, his wife's dad retired as a, uh, I think it was lieutenant general, three-star general. Mm. So it can happen, but you got to be to get to those high ranks. You got to be cooking. Like you got to be in every school. You got to have every patch, take every deployment, max your PT test. Like you have to be what we call whore. Like, you got to drink the Kool-Aid, bro. Yeah. And you got to drink all the Kool-Aid. You might you might need two jugs of the Kool-Aid, like, for real. Yeah. Were you were, were you drinking the Kool-Aid when you were there? I drank the Kool-Aid in basic and AIT. As soon as I got to my duty station and I had freedom again, I was like, eh. Yeah. Like, because my job was so lax, bro. Like, yeah. I didn't have, so most, most of the regular jobs in the military, you have, like, platoon, like a platoon sergeant and all that stuff. And I had that, technically, but I worked directly for an officer. So whatever she said went or whatever he said went like I didn't have to because my my direct supervisor was a captain and all officers outrank enlisted so if everybody's at the motor pool on Monday and they under Humvees and trying to do their vehicles and she's like hey I need you at blah 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 I'm out of there bro like I'm gone so once I caught on to that I was like 
I'm at work at formation. I'm going to go to formation at nine o'clock and then I'm home by 12 o'clock. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> so I didn't realize, like, I feel, I, I always thought that when you joined, then you had uh, like a contract of some sort that you have to stay a specific amount of years. Was that the case for you? Or like, Fact. did you have to stay? How long was that? Four that years. You had to stay? Four years? Yeah, four flat. And then you got inactive. But that's whatever. Okay. Yeah. So technically, if they wanted to bring you back, could they? <laughs> no, because I'm not cutting my hair. <laughs> for religious reasons. Yeah. I'm not cutting my hair. <laughs> and I'm out of shape. I fell a PT test. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. Well, dude, thank you for coming on this the podcast. Yeah, dude. I would love to have you back on. You know, you're local. Might as well yeah. have you on on a regular basis. I'm right? here, man. Whatever yeah. we can do, bro. Especially if you want to promote anything. Do you want to promote anything right now? I mean, go get the album. Yeah. Spotify. Spotify. Um, J Mitch, J-E-M-I-T-C-H. Uh, Rainier Check Drive. Check out Complexion for sure. Yeah, Complexion is dope. Rainier Drive's the album. Ten songs. I've been told it's no skips. You know what I mean? It's a no skip album, so you can turn it on oh, and let yeah. it ride. Uh, follow yes. me on Instagram. Follow J Mitch. Follow my brother, um, One Culturati. Yeah. Uh, Culturati with a K. You feel me? Uh, He's got that DJ game going. He's cold. <laughs> he's cold. We're going to be back in the studio October-ish is when we're looking to get our studio up and running. Oh, yeah. So new music coming soon. Hell yeah. Coming. All right, man. Thank you so much. You the man, brother. Hell yeah. Peace.